right, everybody, welcome to chapter 23 of Legion's Cast. Steve Bashati here. Uh, all alone at my house, but not alone in spirit. Travis and, uh, and Pete have, they apparently have better things to do, but I do not. So uh, when I've got nothing better to do, I call my good friend, Jeremy Gerard. Jeremy's with me. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing great, Steve. Thanks for having me. So I got to apologize right off the bat. Um, I typically don't know what episode this is. And uh, it, it really happened last episode. Uh, I, I think I call it 26. It was not 26. And it's a good thing that I do have this uh, friendship relationship with Jeremy Gerard because he's the one that called me up and said, hey, you know, you got the episode wrong. So uh, those of you who listened to the last episode and was like, what's he talking about? Uh, that's just uh, me being dumb. And uh, you're going to have to get used to that. And I hopefully, hopefully you will learn to love it. But, um, but Steve, you've got to give context because there was a reason why you called it 26. You looked at the number of Legion's cast recordings you had done, but some of those recordings aren't actual chapters they're interviews or something that you didn't give actual chapter numbers to so you just looked and said oh this is the 26th recording it must be chapter 26 but when you sent it to me to add to source horseman and you said chapter 26 i was like the last one i uploaded was chapter 21 what is he doing so yeah. at least there was a method to your madness there was a method and let's face it i got so excited when uh, Travis was like, hey, let's do Allegiance cast. Because, uh, you know, let me, let's face it, I would do Allegiance cast every week. Um, the other guy is, uh, well, Pete, Pete has to be in the mood to do Allegiance cast. And Travis would like to, but Travis is, is you know, especially in the, when, it's, when it's warm out, he's got his new pool. He is, he's very, um, motivated to get out of the recording studio on sundays now so uh so I was, I was so excited i was just like let's sit down and do it we'll bust this out really quick and uh he was he was down and i looked really quickly to before i started to see where we were and made that mistake that jeremy just explained but jeremy's with me today so he's going to keep me on the rails uh what's going on jeremy what, what what's new with Mythic Legions that we need to talk about today. Oh my goodness. It, it so much. I have been, it has been nonstop, just one thing after another. And it's, it's great. There's, there's no complaints there at all. It is a wonderful, wonderful time to be a Legions fan. And, you know, now that I have this behind the scenes type glimpse of what's going on and what's coming it's just it's so impressive it's absolutely incredible um and you know i've got my hands you know outside of official studio stuff i've obviously got my hands and a number of other things as well um you know legion shop uh big stuff happening over there uh you know wolf king customs and, and of course legions con and mythic weekend you know that those are all things that we can talk about you know tonight legions con is shaping up to be just an absolutely incredible weekend and it's been taking up a lot of my time and i'm so so excited for that uh that date in november i was actually listening to uh 
the Mythic Mondays broadcast that uh, Trevor and Nate do, which I, I want to talk about that in a moment, too, because I just discovered that. But I was listening to Nate talk about Legion's Con, and he said something about it only being like four months away. And I literally listened to him and said, oh, my God, it's only four months away. And it kind of blew me away because there is still so much to do. I bet. I bet. That is, uh, I mean, judging the only con that I've really been involved with and putting on or seen behind the scenes with is Pete's con. And he starts a, at least three days before it happens. <laughs> uh, he puts a solid three days. He puts solid half days in uh, for three days. And uh, he, he and I, I can see the stress. You know, for those three days, his his part rates up and well, his cholesterol's it's, up, and you know, it is what it is. Well, it, it, why don't we start? Let's talk about Legion's Con. I bit. do want to talk about Legion's Con, but there's something I want to hit on first, real quick. Okay. And this is well, this is got? because I have you on, and I don't think this is a conversation you probably would have uh, on your own show because it would probably seem self-indulgent. But since I'm here, I can do this. I want to know. You basically, for better or for worse, um, you're living the the one of the best fanboy dreams, uh, fando, fanboy success stories that I've ever seen. I mean, you are were a Mythic Legions fan right there from the beginning, in from the start. Then got into Mythic or Mythic uh, customizing, customizing so much uh, product. That's the amazing thing about you is you put out so much. Uh, but, you know, you, you even grabbed the attention of the horseman way back in an early episode of My Wife is Going to Kill Me. We talked to Cornboy about customizers that he had taken notice of. And he called you, he, he talked about you, called you a kid. Um, yep. And, and, and this, is, this is, I didn't know who you were before that. That is the first yep. time I was like, who's this joker? And, um... Yeah, who is this kid? And I was looking for like you know a twenty-year-old kid, and you know you look at least twenty-three, and so you go from that to stalking these guys so hard that they give you a job doing their computer stuff, doing their IT stuff, and now you're involved in a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. You had your name on the damn Mythic Legions box now. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah. Yeah crazy <laughs> so i i just want to you know hear like what is that like i mean are you like um signing autographs yet are you i mean how, how has this changed your life you you gonna do you have uh like green m&ms coming for legions con or you know just like take out the other ones i only want to eat the green ones maybe it's blue for you whatever you need uh just just give us a little insight well no i'm still i'm still trying to stay grounded here Stephen. you know <laughs> No, but in all seriousness, yeah, it's it's absolutely incredible. Um, I've I've been a huge toy collector for twenty some odd years. Uh, you know, four horsemen, their work. I, I've said this before, but their early work with McFarland Toys are really what got me back into the toy aisles in a serious way. Um, so I was aware of Four Horsemen Studios. Followed them when they opened their own studio. You know, long before Mythic Legions, I had the Seventh Kingdom figures. I voted in those early fantastic 
exclusive voting, uh, you know, contests on their message board and so forth. So I've been a huge fan of them for a very long time. And to have a love for the line, as you said, you know, I put out a lot of customs. Um, I put out, I had posted, when I started posting on Instagram, I posted every single day for two solid years. And it was something that it was a it was a challenge I set for myself. I wanted to post every day for a year. Once that year was done, I said, you know what, I'm going to keep this going. And I got to two full years. And while every single day wasn't a fresh new custom, the vast majority of those days in those two years were. So I did do a lot of customs at a time when there weren't a lot of other customizers. You know, I was definitely one of the early ones. Obviously, Nikki you know, was doing it very, very early, Zombie 13. Um, even someone like Dennis, you know, Dennis Derby, who is today known as, you know, one of the original customizers. Dennis has told me that him discovering my my website and my customs are what introduced him to the line and introduced him to customizing. So that's really cool to hear. Um, so to, to make that connection, to, you know, become friends with, the horsemen and be given these responsibilities, it is absolutely incredible. And it did start out as, you know, programming the website. And it's funny because when I got that job with them, one of the things I said to them right up front is I said, look, I can, you know, redesign and rebuild your website. But the reality is your problem isn't only that you have an outdated website with outdated technology. Your problem is you guys don't have enough time to commit to keeping it updated, to putting fresh new content. So I made the pitch right away that I said, I really want to have an ongoing relationship and an ongoing you know, position with the site um, where I'm managing it, where I'm creating new content. Were, and, and they love You were definitely like, they if love. you like it, then you better put a ring on it, is basically what you were it, saying. It, that's what it is. You know, because I told them, I said, it's just, if you don't give it, the attention it needs, it's just going to grow outdated again. And and they loved it. They're right from the beginning. They said, no problem. You know, we want you to be involved in that way as well. Um, and I think one of the coolest things I heard from them was they mentioned to me one day that they actually use the website as a source of truth now. Like they forget, they've done so much work that they forget things. And they will go back to the website to remind themselves about a character or a relationship or something. Um, I write articles for the website about some of the blast from the past stuff, and it reminds them of work that they had long forgotten about. So, yeah, I'm absolutely living the fanboy dream. And now that I'm getting to do other stuff with them, getting to be involved in like some of the broadcasts, like when we did the, you know, obviously G-Con and so forth. Um, but even when we did the Deluxe Legion Builder reveal special, being able to host that and have Eric on my my weekly show, that kind of stuff is incredibly, incredibly cool. And I, I'm super, super fortunate. I put a lot of work into it, but... I'm super fortunate to have landed where I did. Do does does are you doing enough now that well they always say you know you don't want to see how the sausage gets made. Um <laughs> you know and now you're seeing I don't know if you're seeing everything but you're seeing a lot. Does does it starting to feel does, is it taking any of the shine off them things for No, you? do not 
it's funny because I was worried about that. I was worried about like seeing stuff early if it would diminish the impact for me, not even a little bit. When I saw those deluxe Legion builders, for instance, you know, I saw those. I actually saw unpainted versions of those well in advance of the reveal special. Um, and I was super excited for that. And then when I saw the actual painted, you know, prototypes, the, the, the photos of them, um, there was no, there was no sense of disappointment that I wasn't experiencing those reveals the way everyone else would. Because what I start to think about is I'm super excited to see them. And now I start thinking, okay, what can we do to make these reveals super impactful for fans? Because that's one of the things where not only has my love not diminished, but now I can apply my love in a different way to spread <laughs> to spread it out to other fans to give them an even better experience. Nice. Well, I'm glad to hear it. I'm, uh, I'm, you know, couldn't have happened to a, a better guy. Uh, and I just, I just think it's really, it's really cool. Um, so congratulations. I, I appreciate that. And, and not for nothing, those guys are so incredibly cool. I mean, that's, that's one of the things I will say I'm most excited about with what I get to do is I genuinely like them. Like outside of loving their work, they are really, really fun, cool people. When I had Eric on my show a few weeks ago, I had, you know, kind of promoted it saying that, you know, he's one of my favorite people to talk toys with. That was not marketing filibuster. That was, you know, that legitimately, I love talking toys with him. You know, I will talk to Eric at ToyCon New Jersey. We talked for hours, not about Mythic Legions, just about toys we grew up with and shows and just other stuff i genuinely like them as people um not only the horsemen but you know the other members of the studio like chris i talk to chris every single week multiple times a week and i love talking to those guys so not only have i landed at you know this this kind of gig that i get to be a small part of what they're doing but i get to do it with really really cool people awesome awesome so legions con that was announced a few weeks ago. Mythic Weekend was announced. That is um, technically November 12th through 14th. So November 12th, that's a Friday. That will be G-Con, the, the remote broadcast. Um, if, if you remember last year, so last year because of COVID, everything had to go virtual. G-Con was traditionally the first couple of years in the summer, shortly after San Diego Comic-Con. Um, and then last year, because of so much uncertainty, it ended up getting pushed. And I remember, you know, Eric calling me and saying, like, hey, we're thinking of doing G-Con in November. We were wondering if you're going to do Legions Con virtually, you know, maybe we should pair them together. Um, so we did that Mythic Weekend last year, kind of by necessity. But everyone loved the pairing and how it worked. You know, I said that's great because G-Con is about the studio and Legion's Con is about the community. Um, so that pairing worked really well. And I think after after last year, we kind of unofficially all agreed that, yeah, we're going to do that going forward. That that Mythic Weekend concept worked really well. So 
This is the first year where now we get to be back in person again. Um, GCon's always been virtual, so it will remain virtual. That's the Friday. But then we've got the two days for Legion's Con. And I had reached out to the horsemen and I said, guys, I know you don't normally announce the date this far in advance. However, because there's a live component and we want people to be able to plan, you know, we knew that people were going to fly in for this. Because when we when we did the first Legions Con in you know 2019, we imagined it just being like a little meetup, like kind of a little fan meetup of some customizers and stuff. And the fact that people flew in to be a part of it blew us away. So we knew this was going to be even bigger. We wanted to give people ample time to plan. So we, we, we said, Let, let's do a save the date just so people know what to expect. The minute that we announced it, my messenger, my email, my, my text messages just blew up with people supporting, people wanting to be a part of it. Um, you know, we immediately started reserving tables for artists and vendors and all kinds of people. I mean, right now, I think we're at 85% sold out in terms of vendor tables for the show and we haven't even done a lot of outreach like we haven't reached out to a lot of people saying hey would you like to you know purchase a vendor table um it just kind of all happened from people wanting to be involved so now the process starts of making sure that we've got plans to put on something really really special that's going to make it worthwhile for all the fans who are traveling down. And I mean, if you look at the guest list, I know obviously you guys are going to be there. Um, and I mean, stuff like that, I'm super excited for. I heard you guys talking on the show about that being one of the things you're most excited for getting together and meeting people that you've never actually met in person. Like we've never met in person, Steve. No, I know it's, it's, it, it seems weird, but it's it absolutely true. And um, it, it is, it is, you know, probably the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is, is just, just meeting people and, and just being a part of, of everything. I was very over the moon and very excited just to be able to have been involved in the, the, the virtual stuff that we did last year, you know, after we, you know, we were involved in both G-Con and Legion's Con and, uh, mm -hmm. And afterwards, I mean, all of us, the, you know, me, me, Pete, and Travis were like, that was just so cool, you know. And I can't imagine how much cooler it's going to be this year physically being in the same space as everybody. And, uh, you know, I'm going to have a table and I'm going to get to go to other people's tables. And and uh, I, I just, it, it, I'm very, very, very excited. My biggest fear is not having enough time to do everything I want to do and see everyone I want to see. Um, and that's part of the reason why we programmed it the way we did. So Legion's Con happens at the same time as another show that Joe Viteri, my partner in Legion's Con, um, he puts on a show called Toy Con New Jersey, which is a great it's not only focused on legions. It's, you know, lots of different toy lines that are there. It's actually a really, really great toy show. I think you guys are going to absolutely love that, you know, being there for ToyCon. Um, what we did two years ago was we kind of treated legions con as an after party. It happened after ToyCon was done for the day. This year we're doing something totally different. Saturday while ToyCon's going on, 
there's no formal programming for Legion's Con because one thing that we heard from our artists and exhibitors previously was it's hard when you're an exhibitor because you're behind a table, you're, you're working, you're essentially working, right? And it's hard to mingle. It's hard to see the things you want to see and, and hang out with the people you want to hang out with because you have that responsibility. So we said, you know what? Saturday, let's make it super casual. Um, we're going to have a Legion's Con table. Obviously, the horsemen will have their table and their product. But let's have a table where our guests can hang out, can meet fans, can meet other exhibitors. Um, because there's no formal programming, they can plan to go to lunch with people. Or, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some people that plan Legionnaire dinners or whatever. You can get involved in all that stuff. Saturday is the day to mingle. Sunday is when everything happens. That's when all of the exhibits are up, all the surprises that we have cooking. That's when all of that stuff happens. So hopefully that kind of format will make it so people like you and I can see everyone we want to see and spend some quality time with everybody. That sounds, that sounds very fun. Very laid back. I like the, I like that idea. It's a, um, and you, you know, it's it's I I could see myself. It's funny because you know, I've said this a lot. I'm not an extremely social person. Uh, I have I have a I have a I have a group of friends, and I don't typically need more. Um, that's just me. But but for some reason, I think I just communicated enough with enough people in this community that that I I, I don't think I'm going to have any problem uh, being a chatterbox. No. So. Well, you're also, it's so different than, like, like, for instance, if you meet, I know you're, you know, you're a family man, you've got kids. Um, when you meet other parents in the community that their kids go to school with you, it's that awkward kind of situation where you're trying to find that shared experience, something that you can talk about. Um, for instance, I'm not a sports fan. I live in New England, which is sports obsessed. Sure. So every time I go to one of those type of meetings, people are asking me, you know, oh, did you see, you know, the Patriots game? And I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I was painting little toy figureheads <laughs> while the Patriots were playing. Um, so that's the great thing about something like Legion's Con is you already have that shared experience. You don't have to look for something that brings you together. You're literally there because there is something that brings you together. So you can immediately start talking about that shared that shared love. Yeah. Yep. Don't need an icebreaker. The ice is broken. So. And it, it's it's funny because those type of environments. This probably won't come as a surprise, but that's when I'm in my element. I. I had someone say to me recently that I must have been a like circus, like carnival barker or like a ringmaster type character in a formal life, because that is that is literally where I love to be. But I love that analogy, because when I think about a ringmaster, a ringmaster is not always saying, look at me, look at me. He's showing other things. And that's what I love to do. I love to bring people together 
and say like, look at this cool thing. Look at this artist. Look at this product. Look at what they're doing over here. Let's talk to this person. Um, that that is what makes me the happiest in this community. And Legion's Con and Legion Shop totally allow me to do that. It allows me to use my platform to present all this other stuff that I think is super cool. Awesome. So just to tell everybody, legionscon.com, you can check that out. That's got all the information. That's got the growing guest list of people on it. It is an incredible guest list already, but you can check that out. All the info you need is there. Um, we have barely started revealing some of the stuff that's happening. Uh, I was on a call yesterday with the horsemen and we were talking about some of the things that we're thinking for the show. And to your earlier point, I'm still a super fan. I was getting giddy just thinking about <laughs> me being able to see some of this stuff, much less being one of the people that's helping bring it to everybody. So that's super cool. Mythic weekend. And they also announced that the people that backed the intern for a day experience that was part of the Mythic Legion's tactics campaign, that they have the option that they can actually do their intern for a day experience on that Thursday, the 11th. So I'm going to be in New Jersey for like an entire week because it is literally going to be intern for a day, which, you know, I get to go and be, you know, on the other side. I went there as a fan previously. I get to go and be on the studio side and help make that a great experience for those those guests, those interns, then G-Con, then Toy-Con and Legions-Con. So that, I cannot wait for that weekend, Stephen. That sounds like so, so much fun. We need to talk about Legion Shop. Legion yeah, Shop so Legion Shop. Yeah. Is your thing, yours the, and Viteri's, right? Yeah, the other, the other uh, partnership we have there, and it's funny, that was built... That was built after Legion's Con last year because Joe Joe is such an entrepreneurial type character. He's always he's always looking for the next thing. How can he do what what else can he do? What else can he get involved with? Um loves pop culture. He actually, in addition to Toy Con New Jersey, he runs a number of pop culture shows in the Jersey area, but after Allegiance Con, he was so excited about what we were able to do. He said, what's next? Like, how do we grow this? What's the next thing that we do? And I started talking about, you know, Legion's Con 2021. He said, yeah, 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 I know that. But what other types of things can we do for the community? And in the idea of how Legion's Con, I said earlier, it's about the community. Legion's Con brings together members of the community. That's what we want to do with Legion Shop. We wanted to create something where all of these different artists, um, 3D printers, painters, soft goods creators, diorama makers, whatever, we wanted to have a way that they could have their products offered to the community. Because, I mean, you're a Legion's fan, you're seeing more and more providers who are you know, selling their items on their websites. And as a fan, it gets a little daunting buying one piece from this site, one piece from that site, one piece from over here. Um, and that's bound to happen. People have their own, you know, designs. They want to be able to have their own 
websites and their own businesses. Um, but we really felt that there was a market to be able to bring a lot of that together and offer it under one roof. And that is Legion Shop. Awesome. So you've got, and we oh, just, we just, you just had a sale, uh, we uh did. Saturday, uh, new stuff being yeah, we, added to the, to the inventory. We did. And it's funny, Stephen, cause we did a big grand opening sale in April and it was incredible. I mean, we were blown away by the reaction. And then I said, you know what, as we get, cause the cool thing with Legion shop is everything's in stock. So unlike a lot of the other providers who everything is done on pre-order, we said we want all of this stuff to be in hand, ready to ship. So we try to ship within seven days. Um, the nature of that stuff is going to sell out, obviously. Uh, and we did sell out of a bunch of stuff at that grand opening. So we figured, you know what, when we get restocks, when we get new products, instead of waiting for big sale drops, let's just trickle them right into the store. And what we realized is the Legion's community doesn't understand that. <laughs> The Legion's community is so keyed up for big, giant drops of lots of things at once. Um, and, and far be it for me to tell them how they should experience, you know, how they should purchase things. So that's what we did with this sale. Rather than trickle these new products in one at a time, we said, let's get them all together Let's put them all out at once so there's like a big event type thing, a big splash. Um, and that was last Saturday. And we had, you know, parts of incredible variety of parts from a ton of different artists. Um, I can't say enough about the creativity of the artists that are involved with Legion Shop. They're so cool. I mean, you're, you're one of them. You're one of the painters that works for Legion Shop. Um, so incredibly cool. So incredibly talented. Uh, again, another thing that I'm just fortunate to be involved with. So did you have a lot of blowouts on the sale as well? We had a handful of sellouts. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we tried to stock more things this time. Um, you know, like for instance, on the first sale, the uh, a lot of the soft goods, like the vampire, we do these cool vampire robes that Strupp Family Crafts did. Um, they sold out. Yeah, you know, almost immediately. Uh, and they're gorgeous, gorgeous pieces. So for this one, we ordered a larger quantity of them because we knew there was going to be demand. Um, and we sold more this sale than we did in the first one. But we had ordered so many more because we knew there was going to be, you know, a lot of interest that we haven't sold out yet. They're actually still available. So you learn as you go, you try to stock more, but it's awesome to still see so much interest that stuff sells out. That's cool. Um, it's so nice to be able to, you know, we all have busy lives and it's so nice to be able to have product, have a sale happen. And if you're not there, you can't be there for the first 10 minutes of the sale. You still have a chance to get stuff. Um, so often, Absolutely. so often that's not the case in this this collector's line and in many other collector's lines as well. But, um, well, the thing too, that we try to do with Legion shop is if you do miss something, we're going to bring it back. You know, um, there's been pretty much everything that sold out after that first sale, we restocked all of it. We went back to the artist. It takes a little bit of time. You know, I mean, as you know, with the painted heads, I, I, people, people, I don't, 
think realize the effort that goes in to making those available. You know, they've got to, I mean, obviously it's got to get printed. So you've got to get, you know, whether it's, you know, Len from Wolf King that's printing or whether it's Toy Forge or, you know, Von Burke and Mortal Collections. These are all, you know, printers that are doing this stuff. Uh, they've got to actually print those pieces and then we've got to get them in and then we've got to ship them out to the painters. We've got to arrange with the painters. They've got to get their schedules to align so they can actually paint them. Now they get them painted, they ship them back. So there's a lot of moving parts to offer those. So when those sell out, it's not something we can, you know, restock the next day. Um, but that is one of our goals is we know that there's that sense of FOMO in this line. We don't want people, it's, it's a catch 22 because the sense of FOMO gets people to pull the yeah. trigger and buy stuff. We want them to pull the trigger and buy stuff, but at the same time, we don't want them to feel like if I miss out, I'll never get it. So we're trying to do both. We want them, you know, hey, if you want it, it's available now. But if you miss it for whatever reason, we're going to do our best to bring it back. Yeah, yeah for sure. No, if, if you ever, and I'm sure you've experienced this, but uh, like we going back to the effort that goes into to offering uh, these 3D parts or especially painted parts, um, if you ever try to explain to somebody who doesn't collect toys what you do how that process works it, I, I have. people are like what what are you talking you know they just don't get it they're like you know hey well so there's a guy you know i work with a guy in sweden who sculpts this stuff on a computer and he sends the file to a guy in new jersey that guy uh prints the piece and sees if it fits all right then we make our changes over email or not over email over messenger or yeah that's what we usually use is messenger to communicate yeah. back and forth and then once we get it right he puts up a, he does a sale i mean it just it already it's getting exhausting explaining it yeah. you know and and just it's it's just crazy it, it, if you really think about the logistics of it all and uh it's amazing that it works as well as it does actually it is a process and and i agree with you completely that the fans who enjoy these parts and thank you very much for all who do because you're awesome but they definitely i don't think understand the full scope of what goes on behind the scenes to make it seem like the well-oiled seamless machine that it is um but to answer your question yes i've had i've explained it um one funny thing, I, I think I've mentioned this before, but when when you sign up for Instagram, um, Instagram is owned by Facebook. So when you sign up for Instagram, if you have friends on Facebook, Instagram reaches out to those friends and says, hey, your friend Jeremy Gerard is on Facebook, is on Instagram. Um, <laughs> and what happened is, you know, I'm friends with people on Facebook who are people I work sure. with, people in my community, whatever. And they now go to my Instagram page and suddenly they're seeing all these photos of like little painted men. Yeah. Yeah. So I've had a number of people I work with who know I'm a toy collector. I don't hide that. I have toys in my office and stuff. Um, but they will come to me and they'll be like, what is all that stuff you post on Instagram and all these stories that you write and it, it is 
it's a little hard to explain, but the reaction has always been positive. You know, people, people outside of the toy community that are in my life that find out about it and find out how involved in it I am, they've been very, very cool and supportive of it as well. That's usually the case. Um, but I've also seen a lot of confused looks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I get so I, I do. It's so it's funny where I my toy room now is in my basement, which I much, much prefer because it's kind of hidden away. Yeah. Um, no one like when people come over my house, no one comes in my basement. It's it's not an area where we would really entertain. Previously, my toy room was on the main floor of the house and it was it was in a room that didn't have a door. So there was no way that you weren't going to see in there. And that was always uncomfortable for me because people didn't get it. Those, those people that I talked about earlier who wanted to talk to me about sports, they would look in the room and be amazed. And the first thing, the only thing they could really say is, you know how much money you could get if you would sell this? (laughs) Yeah. Like you don't know, like Like you have no idea. (laughs) You're like, wow, I never thought of that. But it's interesting because they don't see any value in it beyond the monetary amount. Because and it's totally yeah. different. Like if I was a car guy and they came over and they saw like a vintage car in my garage, I don't think that would be their reaction. They, they'd be so impressed by what you have and oh my God, they'd be really excited about it. They wouldn't be like, why are you hanging on to this? You could get a lot of money to sell that. The reaction to that would be totally different than the fact that I have action. That is, a, that is an extremely cool way of looking at that. And I'm glad you said that I have this, I actually have this issue with my wife all the time. Uh, you know, being my friend circle, uh, they, you know, there's a lot of toy collectors that I have as, as friends and, and she'll be witness to conversations. People will be at my house. It just happened just the other day. Uh, we were looking at a, a masters of the universe classics, Panthor. And, Somebody mentioned, you know, I had one sitting in a box and picked it up and I was, I was doing something with it. And um, somebody says, you know, you know how much these are going for right now? And they blurted out, I don't know, 200 some dollars. This is kind of the going rate for that, I think. And my wife is in earshot and she's like, why don't you sell it? And I'm like, well, why would I sell it? Because then I'd have to rebuy it, Courtney, because I want it. And she's like, why would, what? She just totally get it. Why would you rebuy it? I'm like, because I have it because I like it. I don't. I if I sold this, I'd have to get another one, and prices might be up next time I buy another one, and I'll pay three hundred dollars for it. So where would that get me? And she just doesn't get it. She supports me, obviously. She doesn't have a choice, but I mean, she she does have a choice. She could divorce me, but you know, I'm 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 a pretty good guy, so she doesn't want to do that. And uh. <laughs> Anyways, I'm I'm droning on, but that's it's it's it's, it's a great way to put it. Nobody looks yes, nobody yes. looks at a classic, uh, you know, Camaro muscle car in someone's garage, and the first thing out of their mouth is, "Do you know you get a lot of money for this? Why don't you get rid of it?" Yeah, it's it's true, and it's again, I think it is a sense of understanding. I think that it's the people the people that look at that muscle car, they would love to have it themselves. So their first reaction isn't, why do you have this when it, you could sell it and buy money for something else that I personally yeah. think 
it is more valuable. When they see the toys, they're just like, I've heard these things are worth a lot of money. You know, you could probably get a lot of money to sell this. Um, But I mean, like I said, now that they're in the basement, I don't have that. I don't have to show it to people like people don't stumble upon it. I show it to people who I know will genuinely appreciate it. Cool to have that option. It is. Yeah. All right. Well, Wolfkin Customs. Um, yeah, so yet another thing that we both have our hands in, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, those guys are cool over there at Wolfkin. Yeah, I love... So it's funny because I had someone the other day ask me, you know, now that I have Legion Shop, am I still going to be working with Wolf King? And I said definitively, you know, yes, absolutely. That's not changing at all. Um, And part of the reason for that is, you know, I started putting out parts with Wolf King Customs, you know, not intending it to get to the point that it's gotten to. Um, I don't want to move that wholesale to Legion shop because I work really hard to make Legion shop. Not about me. Um, you know, I don't want to dominate Legion shop with just, you know, my ideas and my designs and my products. I'm already fortunate enough with Legion shop that I can work with the artists. I, I definitely serve in kind of an art director type role with Legion Shop, which I love doing. You know, one of the things I think is super cool is because the shop offers a variety of parts from different artists, we can do something like the Plague Doctor set that we did where, you know, Brian Burke is the one I reached out to him and, you know, got him to do that Plague Doctor head. And I talked to him about what I wanted and he absolutely nailed it. Um, but, you know, Von Burke doesn't do soft goods. So reaching out to the Strups and saying, like, hey, I've got this other part being created by this artist. Can you do this other piece that's going to complement it? That is, like, super cool. And that's what I want Legion Shop to be. I want it to be varied. Um, but I have so many ideas that I've already found a home for at Wolf King. And, you know, quite honestly, I love the whole Team Wolf King thing. I love working with Len, you, Emil, Walter. It's just, it's a great group of creators. Um, And, you know, we're doing some really special stuff there and I'm excited for that to continue as well. It is, it is strange. And uh, it's funny. I I, I saw a thing on Facebook the other day and it showed like a one year anniversary of the first thing I really painted from them, which was the big ogre head that Emil sculpted. Um, and I wasn't even really doing anything with Wolf King at that point. Some, at that point, Len had sent me a sample or two just to, just to see what I thought of it. And I painted it up, and uh, I get, it got some pretty uh, decent attention. People liked it. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to sell a few of these. And not even really with Len, but with Len's blessing. I was like, can I can I yep. put these online and, and, and see what happens? And, and that, I think, led to Len asking me just to paint a few things and now it's led into a lot more for me and it's it seems weird that it's only been a year because it seems like we've done so much in that short amount of time or you know i've been able to be involved in so much in that short amount of time and a year later it's it's something that you know i have a lot of pride in wolf king customs uh being a part of it and it's it's 
you know, it's no by no means my thing, but I love being a part of that team. Yeah, I agree completely. I mean, Len does a wonderful job of being of being kind of the the skipper of that ship, I guess. You know, he's he's an incredibly creative dude and he loves other creators and he's he's built something that and he's built a team. I mean, the, the group that he's got and I was I was talking to him about this the other day where we were joking and it was like he didn't go out seeking this stuff. You know, he didn't go out saying like, well, I need an artist that is really good at this and I need an artist that's really good at this. And, you know, Jeremy's obsessed with critters. So I've got that area covered, you know, um, it just kind of happened. The people just kind of came together and it's really interesting what a varied group it is where different people have different styles that complement each other, but are very distinct. You know, I look at what like you and Emil are doing with God's fire and it is, it, it is incredible. And it's gotten such a reaction when we did ToyCon New Jersey a few weeks ago, which was an absolutely incredible experience. Being at the table, Legion Shop and Wolf King Customs shared a table together and being there. And, you know, we had a big poster behind us of God's Fire and we had God's Fire pieces on the table. Hearing from fans how much they love that series and how much they love those characters, it was absolutely incredible. I think one thing that you guys should really take to heart, and Stephen, I know, I know you do a, do a lot with character design. Um, I know Emil, rightfully so, gets a ton of praise for his work, but, and I'm not just saying this because I'm talking to you. I think you don't get enough praise for your contributions to Wolf King Customs and to God's Fire, because one of the things that I see with these custom parts is. People do their own things with them, right? They get them and they paint them different ways and they do different things and they call them different things. They make different characters. And while that has happened somewhat with God's Fire, I have seen more people follow the character names and the character kind of looks that you guys created than I think I've seen with any other 3D part. People absolutely love the Believer in the Fallen and the Redeemer. Like those characters you created, they have you know, hit a nerve. They, they've touched on people and they really, really have responded to them. I saw that at ToyCon and certainly we've seen that in the reactions at Wolfgang. That, that is, you know, I, I love hearing that stuff. That is so cool to, uh, to think. And you're right. It, I mean, I do see people following, you know, it's never, it might not be exact, but they, they're making those characters. They're making the believer and the judge and, and all those guys. And that, that, that warms my heart and both me and Emil, uh, I think we have we're kindred spirits in that way of of you know Emil will we'll be talking about a, a character that we're building for this or, or thinking about doing and even characters that I have no design input on and there's been a lot of the pain monger I have no design input on that that's all Emil you know um the 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 fallen is the design the look of it all Emil I came up with the mask gimmick but and you know and the interchangeable with the pauldron but he's the one that that pit, that did the look mm -hmm. and everybody loves that look um yeah. it's it's probably 
you know the most thing most most popular but it's it, i love working with emil because he'll i'll talk i'll tell him about characters and sometimes he'll be like oh yeah that's cool we'll have to do that and then someday i'll sit down and i'll write a bio for that character and i'll send it to emil and although he liked it before it wasn't on his list to to do right away he had other things he wanted to do then he'll read the bio ask me a bunch of questions about the bio and then he'll work on it because now he has an attachment to that character and he likes it so then all of a sudden boom now he wants to sculpt it and or or sometimes he'll be having a problem sculpting something i think or maybe he'll just need some some uh, inspiration and he'll he'll text me and he'll say i don't know an example tell me about barian you know (laughs) you know before before i wrote his bio and i'll be like okay well this is and i'll tell him what barian is where he's going to fit into the story and it's not always all my decision of where where we're going to do that he has input maybe it changes a little bit but just that interaction that back and forth keeps him excited and i think fuels him i hope i know it does to some extent so very cool very fun it's i'll tell you this too your approach to the story has influenced me as well because for so long all of my early parts that i created with wolf king had no stories behind them i mean i literally we i said this the number of times i wanted a fox i was like i want a fox action figure and that's how it started and then after the fox i said i want some turtles because the akupara turtles those were actually those were actually designed before they came out recently, but they were the second thing I worked on with Walter DeMarco. Um, the second one that came out were the Badger, but none of these characters had actual storylines. I created the characters and, you know, customs and stories after I had them in hand and seeing you guys and what you started doing with God's Fire made me say, you know what? I'm going to create character designs. I'm going to write stories before these things are even developed. So I think they're going to create that much cooler stuff. Early on, when I was literally just saying, I want a badger, I want a fox, it, it, that worked fine. But now that I'm, you know, been branching out and I'm starting to do things that aren't just animal characters, um, having those storylines really, really helps the artist. It helps, you know, Walter when I when I show him what I'm going for, when I sketch things out, he understands the type of character we're going for. So he can put the right expressions and the right just the right feel to the sculpture. So I mean, you've you both have influenced me in my design work as well. Cool. One thing I will say, um, on the topic of Wolf King, if, if you missed it, uh they did just announce that uh July third Saturday, July 3rd is going to be the next sale. So we're all behind the scenes scrambling now to figure out exactly what's going to be included in that sale. Because that's that's the other thing, Stephen, I don't think people realize is how long it takes for us to get stuff to actually to, to market. Um, I know there are some 3D sculptors out there that literally sit down, sculpt a piece, print a test piece, tease it on Instagram, and start selling it within a day. That's and I, I've seen them do it. Insane. I've seen people do it. Um, I mean, we have stuff that's been in the hopper for six, seven, eight months. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, a testament to it 
of how long some things take. Um, I'm painting. I'm still not done. I'm almost wrapping up uh, Dragon Warrior heads right now. Okay? I just posted um, a year ago is when I kind of got lined up with Wolf King. Dragon Warrior mm -hmm. was one of the very first things me and Emil started working on. Yep. I'm just now painting them to to sell or to to, to, to ship yep. to people who bought them. That's it. That's that's yep. that's damn near a year of, of working on that thing, and it's it's. I don't I don't know how you can. I mean, I guess if you're doing everything yourself, you have the printer, you're the sculptor. I mean, I guess I can see how you could you could sculpt something, print it out that night, and and show it off, but. Not the way our setup works. It takes a long time. No, and I think one of the things we talk about a lot, too, is uh, how is this part going to be used? What base bodies can people use it on? Are those base bodies available? Mm. And, I mean, sometimes you have to just make a decision and say, look, I can't hold this back anymore. We, we've got to sell it. Um, but... I mean, sales have shown that if you if you can show it on a base body that's readily available, it's going to be more desirable, which is a hard thing right now because legions are more popular today than they've ever been. You know, those days, it's funny when you say those days when you used to go to Big Bad Toy Store and be able to, you know, buy a $50 legion, yeah. that was a year ago. Like, like that wasn't that long ago that they had stuff in stock. It wasn't. It was um, less than a year ago. It was. It was that. It was. Because it was during. Uh, yeah, I was buying stuff every every two weeks. I would I would go buy a couple figures, um, yep. just because I, I don't know, it was COVID. I need to feel good about something. And uh, yeah, it hasn't not been that. I would say it's been four or five months is all since you could do that. It, it seems like that. I know a lot of people joked about the, the, the 24 thistle snatches getting <laughs> getting snatched up, um, but it seems like that was right around the time when it started where figures that just seemed to have been around somewhat perpetually, that people were just very casually like, yeah, I'll get it at some point, or customizers were like, oh, I have an idea that I need that character for. I'm going to go grab one from Big Bad, throw it in my pile of loot it seems like they just started knocking them down where figures just overnight went from 24 plus. Cause that's the most, obviously the big bad will show you. They have, um, it went from 24 plus to zero. Yeah. Boom. Um, and now, I mean, if you go there, there's a bunch of stuff available for pre-order, yeah. but there's, there's really nothing in hand. The, the weekly in stock sales at, Store Horsemen are really the only products that are shipping regularly right now. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, which, uh, heading back to talking about with Wolf King, how we, um, you know, we plan four bodies. Uh, we plan way out, too. Like, like if we, we have Alithia out there coming, we have the legion builder deluxe legion builder wave coming there are heads that are in production right now that we're like okay we've got the sculptor we're kind of ready to go we're going to wait till those legion builders hit before we before yep. we put that out which is a good segue yep. to the legion builders um yeah. legion builders i am so excited about that i don't know uh how how uh 
how deep you went in, I'm not going to ask you, but I can tell you that I financially went out as far as I could with this one, as more than I ever have with any other wave, because of just that parts library that I want to get my hands on. And I think a lot of customizers yeah. probably did this. This had to be the customizer's wave. I mean, it, this is if, if you're into paint and toys, this is where you wanted. I say, I would say, uh, I mean, you can't really cut back on a lithium now because it's already done. But if you had that choice, you know, you'd be almost smarter to to go heavy on on, on the deluxe legion builders. Yeah, I I went big on it. Um, it's funny because. The figures themselves, they're amazing. Like, I mean, just forget about customization aspects. Just, I'm excited for those figures as is. And that's that's something I always tell people is, as much of a customizer as I am, as much as I'm looking at figures for fodder parts, I've never lost, you know, my love of the figures as is. They are awesome out of the package. And I know you have actually said that your collection is primarily standard you know studio design figures yep. you don't have a lot of your own customs um so i'm excited just for that aspect but the the builds that we're getting in this i think are incredibly versatile there's a lot of there's a lot of parts whether we're talking about the two dwarf size bucks you know i've long said that the bronze dwarf legion builder is a great base for dwarf customs, but that figure is virtually impossible to come by. So the fact that the new the new goblin, or I call him a puglin because it's based on Eric's pug, <laughs> um, the new puglin is, uh, you know, that's essentially a bronze dwarf legion builder base body. So I'm ex super excited for that. Uh, the 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 actual dwarf figure is super cool as well. That's that's an even better version of the silver dwarf because it's got that new thick torso that we saw on like Vorthog and Magnus. Yeah. So super excited for that as well. Um, yeah. I mean, just barbarian, the, the gladiator, my favorite is the dark Templar. I love, love that look of that dark Templar. So top to bottom, this is just a great wave that I'm going to display. Uh, and Every time I, I order a wave, when I when I got the Aerithair wave, right, I I pre-ordered it, and I actually picked it up at the studio. I went, I drove up there to, to hang out, and I actually worked for the day packing uh, Equidron packages. And I had my, my Aerithair, and Chris was making fun of me, because Chris pulled my order, and it was on a table, and it was excessive, and members of the studio kept walking by going like, what the hell is all this stuff here? And Chris was like, that's Jeremy's order. And they were like, that's all for Jeremy. <laughs> so they, they, were, they were making fun of me. I got home and it was a ton of product. I'm already almost out of it. Like it goes so quickly just by, oh, grabbing this piece and customizing this and doing that. It's just out. It was out. So as, as heavy as I order, I know I'm going to burn through it. I I, I can believe it, uh, for sure. So, now I'm just going to cut to the chase. Who the hell won the uh, the Legion Builder uh, vote thing? Can you just tell us right here on Legion's cast? Uh, I know you know, and I don't like the way you're looking at me because I don't think that you're going to tell me. 
but um, the I'm going to ask again the character. The character that won the Legion Builder vote is the one that the most people voted for. I knew you were going to do something like that. It's a jerk move. <laughs> that is not my that is not my news to give. I did I did see a a conversation that CB had recently with the uh, the YouTube channel Mr. Allen in the World of Toys and. He on that CB mentioned that they're they're getting close to being ready to make some kind of announcement around that. So stay tuned, I guess. Obviously, we're not talking about the deluxe legions builders. We're talking about the in stock yeah. or the evergreen kind of. I don't know exactly what the formal words, but those are the words that are getting thrown around uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, legion builders that we're all pretty excited about being able to get our hands on whenever we need them. Yeah, and I mean that. It's funny because we did the we did the vote for that, and I know a lot of people questioned because we only gave them two votes. Um, and it's because totally wasn't expecting that either. No, and that's kind of why we did it because we wanted we wanted people to really think about who they most wanted. You know, um, there wasn't as many options as there are in. The all-star votes. The all-star votes have more characters that you can vote on. There was a fixed number of Legion builders. So we want, and we know that inevitably there are going to be some that everybody has a handful they don't, they don't want, they have no interest in. So rather than giving them four or even six and it really not being, it really not being, a, uh, I think, an accurate representation of what people most want, we said let's limit the amount that they can vote on so we really get a sense of what the most popular are. And I will tell you, I was surprised. I'm always surprised by the votes, but I was surprised. Have you divulged who you voted for? Yeah, no, I don't know if I did, but I can. Yeah, well, tell me. I want to know. Uh, I voted for Black Knight Legion Builder. Um, twofold on that. I know a lot of people do like him for customs, myself included, but I also know he's one that a lot of people don't have. Um, you know, as cool as like the skeleton Legion Builder is, he's been released, he's been re-released in All-Stars, and he's available for pre-order right now on Big Bad Toy Store. So I didn't want to vote for a character like that only because I felt that there was already an avenue to get him. And I felt like a lot more people had, it. I know that Coliseum wave was a sleeper. A lot of people, it just, it seemed to fall 1.5 and Coliseum are the two super sleeper waves. I believe in the line where for whatever reason, people didn't get them as heavy as, they they wanted to or they they they, they should have um and they're hard to come by so many so so many heavy hitter figures in that coliseum wave yeah it's top to bottom i mean you're dealing with you're dealing there's with romulus no, there's there. no figure no there's no figure in that wave that you're going to get cheaply no and they're all beautiful i mean there there are a lot of the figures that when i look at my collection i see and i'm like okay this is you know my eye goes to some of them because they're so, so well done. Yep. 
Absolutely. Um, so I voted for him, um, and I I voted for the Goblin. Um, even though the Goblin is one that I know has been heavily produced, and I know a lot of people want him, my thought process with the Goblin was the Horsemen said that these are going to be produced at the same time as the Deluxe Legion Builders. They said that right up front. So in theory, they are going to ship around the time that the Deluxe Legion Builders are also hitting our, you know, our collections. There isn't a straight up goblin body in the Deluxe Legion Builders. There is not. There is not that size body. And I mean, because of my critters, I use that buck so frequently so that was one that I really wanted to see get re-released um, just because I think from a customizing and a building standpoint, it is so versatile. Yeah, I never thought of that. Um, I was lame. I've told what I did on here a few times now. So, yeah. You did Silver Knight and Skeleton, yeah. right? Yeah. But I know they've re-released the Skeleton. I bought the re-release of the Skeleton. I got a six-pack when when that happened um i've still got a couple left and i how do you people love skeletons i think i think it's one of the most popular uh i don't know what you call that species in the in the line um and 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 it's it's like there's always aftermarket parts coming for skeletons uh, people tend to buy aftermarket parts coming for skeletons. I just think you can't have enough. Most people, when I hear when I hear people tell stories about why they got into legions, skeletons are usually what I hear. Um, and it's you always hear people say like, "I never, I always wanted a really cool skeleton action figure." And when I saw that first Mythic Legion skeleton, it made me think of like the you know. The, you know, what is it? Ray Harryhausen, um, like, what a Voyage of Sinbad, all those old stop motion movies. It, it makes them think of that. So you don't hear, for all the incredible dwarf fans out there, for all the people that love dwarves, I don't personally hear a lot of people saying, like, dwarves brought me into the line. Um, I don't hear people saying, you know, goblins brought me into the line. I hear knights and I hear skeletons. Those types of figures, um, because prior to Mythic Legions, I know we've gotten some skeleton figures like the Golden Axe skeletons and so forth since then. Um, but when Mythic Legions 1.0 came out, we really had none of them. No, you're you're absolutely right. I would say um, knights and knights and skeletons is kind of what brought me to the to, you know really caught my eye back in the day because I think of my favorite figures from 1.0. Um, Atlas is definitely one of him, but he was a stretch goal. I don't think he was revealed right away, if I remember right. Uh, he was revealed. He was he was in the banner. So the original banner okay. for Mythic Legions has Atlas in it, but he was indeed a stretch goal. Okay. Yeah. Either way, that 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 aesthetic and obviously the ability to have a skeleton on a shelf next to, you know, a knight next to a dwarf next to a orc that's what really is is is, is always really uh pulled me towards this line uh it's interesting how how the new parts library as we've gone on for the years has really changed 
Um, like the aesthetic is still strong. It's still you know big big guys, bulky uh, pauldrons. It's still there, but it's it's changing a bit as I, as I'm looking off at Magnus right now and, and the new the new torso. And it, it makes me wonder as we keep going. Um, if you look at the 1.0 figures, they still hold up. They're still amazing. You still want them, but they're 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 starting to look less uh, detailed. Maybe is that is am I right in saying that? They're they're a little plainer than the newer stuff. I I feel. Do you feel that at all? It, no, I wouldn't no. say that. No, I wouldn't say that they're they're plainer. I think that. I think that the, I mean, you look at the Alithia designs, I think that some of the characters in the Alithia wave have an incredible amount of detail. You look at like a Baron Voligar 2 figure, yeah. uh, and we can't even see the, those photos with the way he's hunched in the fur. You can't even see some of the details in that armor. Um, but I actually think that what they're doing now is they're fleshing out the library in ways where you can have some armor pieces that are maybe a little less intricate or a little less ornate. You know, that was one of the challenges because the, the line really started with the spirit of having a limited parts library. Yeah. Yep. You know, you have that ornate chest armor that looks great on a knight, on a Sir Owain, but you also have to put it on an orc. And an orc wearing that kind of chest armor, now in retrospect, at the time I never thought, oh, that's weird that they would wear that detailed chest armor. Now when I see like Vorthog with that little more, like, you know, less less um, ornate, I wouldn't say less detailed, less yeah. ornate, more kind of utilitarian type look, that makes more sense. But I think that's the natural evolution of the line is that early on, you had to make you had to make compromises. I know you love your barbarians. The fact that you have barbarians that are wearing giant metal boots. That's been one of the complaints since the beginning is my barbarians should have, you know, wrapped, you know, wrapped wrists and wrapped legs and, you know, leather boots and fur and everything. Um, that wasn't feasible in those early ways. But now as we're starting to see these new parts enter the library. I mean, the Varg figure from Alithia, he's got, like, wrapped wrists. You know that those are going to appear on some barbarians down oh, the yeah. road. Yeah, and, and detailed was the wrong word to use. I think now, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I think that one, the early stuff was so uniform, and now you've got yeah. so much. So the uniformity brought set a look of Mythic Legions for a long time because we didn't have a big party. Uh, parts library now that we're mixing it up and we're having so many options i guess it's losing a little bit of that uniform look which i'm not saying is a bad thing but it is changing how they look and and and, and now I, I can compare this back to like um masters of the universe uh masters of the universe shared parts right from the start uh, the first figures were, you know, they had a, they had like a, the Skeletor body, they had a human body, they had a Beastman body, which you know, they and they had a female body that they they they, they reused and and in and in the first uh, part of it, there was a uniform look, and as it went on, it just kept getting crazier and crazier and crazier with more variety, more variety, more variety, almost so that the end figures don't really resemble 
they resemble, but they're a little bit uh, removed from the beginning figures. And I think that cool. is what is is ultimately going to happen with Mythic Legions. Is the the, the the cooler they get, the more ver variety we have. It's going to totally. You're going to be able to look at a 1.0 figure and go, "That's a 1.0 figure." And I think I agree. And I think that one thing you're seeing too is remember early on when they launched this line, they had no idea how popular it was going to be. So you have to make you have to make tooling decisions based on very strict financial realities. So you have to say, okay, we can do three torsos. Okay, we can do, you know, this many weapons or whatever. If you look at the Alithia wave, the amount of parts in that wave, they're so specific to that character that I can't see them using a ton of times is incredible. Like the Falcon that comes with Valak. Yeah. Okay? Sure. So... How many figures can they realistically give a Falcon to? Not many, or it loses its cool. It loses its cool, absolutely. But now that the line has gotten to a point of success, they can say, you know what? We can tool up a part that's not going to have the type of longevity that we needed early in the line. Now we can make decisions to give characters very specific accessories or very specific pieces that we're going to reuse as needed, but we know that they're not going to appear. And you look at those 1.0 parts and they are on so many different figures and they still look great. They still put them out and you look at a figure like, wow, that's incredible. I've, I've long said that the best, the best customizers, the best kit bashers in the mythic legions community are the four horsemen themselves <laughs> sure. because what they've accomplished with that limited parts library is nothing short of amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Nice. So that's exciting because as we start seeing these new waves, the idea that characters can have more specific parts to really flesh them out. That's, that's exciting. Even like Krotos, the, the Seder that's in the Alithia wave, the fact that he's got that little bag, you know, that little hit yeah. bag and stuff. That's cool. Like that's, that's an accessory that it's, it's, it's almost like an accessory that you would expect from one of the 3d companies, not as an official part because it doesn't have the kind of legs that some of the others do. But the fact that we're getting that as an official accessory is that much cooler. Super cool. Gosh, how, how, has this line taken over? I heard you make a comment, I think, on maybe uh, Mythic uh, Mythic Conversations, which is uh, Jeremy's show on YouTube that you should check out every Wednesday night at 7. Is it 7.30? 7.30. See, I get things right once in a while. Um, <laughs> maybe you said this on here, but you said something somewhere about pulling back on your 112 collecting. Is that... Is that is that true? Your one your your Mezco one twelve collect. Oh yeah, no, I have I have pulled back. I I, I went a, I'm course correcting now. I went a little too crazy on Mezco, um, like like many collectors are prone to do. You know, I started saying, hey, I want to see what this is all about, and you know, okay, I just need one, like like with the Gomez character. Because when it comes to Mezco 112, I only collect the original IP stuff. So Gomez and the Rumble Society. Um, so I said, I just want one Gomez. And the one I really wanted was 
the lone roach and grub um it's based on you know it's, it's a tribute to a manga that i'm very excited about i love that manga uh so i got that one and i, I was content and then what happened was mezco did a pre-order for the golden dragon gomez the yellow ninja and because it was pre-order i grabbed it and now that i have two you can have one you can either have one or you can have them all. You can't have two. So then I started hunting them all down, and, and then I started customizing and buying. At that point, I was buying non-Rumble Society figures just to put freaking Gomez heads on them. And it got a, it got a little out of control, a little crazy. Um, so I've started to kind of course correct. I've started to I, – I got some extras and uh, started to kind of – move some of those out so I could slow down on that a little bit. Um, but outside of that, I've slowed down on, I've slowed down on collecting other lines just in general. Um, a lot of it is because of, you know, what I spend on mythics. Um, a big part is display space. I only have so much room. One of the reasons I continually sell my customs are because I need space in my displays. Um, but there's also some of it that's natural. Like I was a big Marvel Legends collector and I at one point was doing comic versions and MCU. I got rid of all my comic and just kept MCU. But then I got to a point where I said, okay, you know what? After Endgame, I'm done. Like once I have all the Endgame characters, I'm okay. And I set that as my stopping point. So now that movies like Shang-Chi are coming out, I'm excited for the movie. I'm going to love it, but I have no interest in buying those toys. Yeah. This, this, uh, mythic legions has totally made me, uh, I had uh, slow down on other things. I haven't bought a hot toy in, and I was, I was a pretty good, big hot toy collector. I, I bet you it's been over a year since I bought one. Um, wow. There's, you know, I've, I've slowed down collecting a lot. Even the vintage stuff, well, vintage stuff is so, getting so high right now. It's just not a good time to to be uh, hunting it down. But uh, out of Mythic, or out of Marvel Legends for a while now, I'm not actively collecting Black Series Star Wars anymore. Um, all that's packed away. Uh, I'm finding ways to clear shelves of things just for more Mythic Legions. I'm becoming a Masters of the Universe and Mythic Legions almost, almost exclusive collector yep. um which is tough because masters is pumping out a lot of product now too it is it is it is right now and it's a lot of fun uh luckily a lot of the product they're putting out isn't real expensive except for the mondo stuff but um but it's it's really fun to be a masters collector right now and it's really really fun to be a mythic legions collector right now yeah. so well and i mean should we address the elephant in the room Cosmic? that, oh my God, <laughs> it's, it's going to kill us. It's It's going to kill us. It's, it's, <laughs> it is going to be, and I, I've been saying this as well. It is going to be the biggest, the biggest shift, the biggest change in infusion of parts, whatever you want to say for mythic since the beginning. You know, I mean, you had the, you had wave one, which obviously introduced all of this. You had Advent of Decay, which was a ton of new parts, ton of new styles. Um, even though Cosmic is going to certainly stand on its own and those figures are going to be incredible as is. 
for people like you and I and, you know, all of the customizers, all of the kit bashers, having immediate access to that new parts library is going to be just insane. Absolutely insane. And a great thing, too, is one of the things that Eric talked about really being excited for Cosmic is being able to explore different body shapes. You know, there are only so many kind of body shapes in mythic legions that make a lot of sense. There are, when you get into the world of aliens, there are tons and tons of stuff that you can explore. Endless. Can you, and I, I know you, this might be, you might know more that, that would that would kind of uh, sway your opinion on this, but I'll just tell you for myself, even though I'm very excited about Cosmic Legions and I have faith in the Horsemen that even if I have so much faith in the Horsemen, I buy figures that I don't even think I'm going to really like because I know that when I get them, I will. And it's yep. happened to me too many times. So yep. I have that kind of faith in Cosmic Legions. However, at this point, I cannot see anything replacing my love for Mythic Legions. Do you feel that way at all? Yeah, but that's because I'm more of a fantasy guy than a sci-fi guy. You know, I mean, my mythic taps into my childhood love of Dungeons and Dragons. That is, that for me is really where, that's really where this love started. It touched on that, that point for me. Um, but I do like the fantasy genre better than I like the science yeah. fiction genre. Um, but one of the things that I had said to Eric on my show recently, which I do think is, I think we are going to see a level of creativity from Four Horsemen Studios in Cosmic that we have not even come close to getting in Mythic. And the reason I say that is I personally think that fantasy is a much more restrictive genre than science fiction. Sure. To me, fantasy, it almost begins and ends with Lord of the Rings. You know, it feels to me like so much outside, so much come, that came after that, we, it takes its cues from a lot of the rules that Tolkien created for Middle Earth. Science fiction is so incredibly varied. You know, you look at, and I had said this, you look at something like a Judge Dredd, you know, Scorched Earth, uh, apocalyptic type science fiction and that looks totally different than a deep space you know super clean space station type science fiction those are two incredibly different aesthetics that they can explore they can absolutely tap both of those and it will work you're right you're right and i i see that too but wow it's it is going to be incredible. And it all comes back to me to, I like cool toys. I, just, I like cool toys. You know, it's, it's one of the reasons, talking about Mezco, it's one of the reasons why I got attracted to the Rumble Society because I look at the characters and they're fun and they're cool and they're different. And that's what I'm excited for with Cosmic. Just seeing, seeing something I've never seen before. That, I think, is going to be really, really exciting. And the fact that I can combine these parts in interesting ways to create some really cool customs. I mean, 
you know that I love combining parts from unusual lines. I love combining pieces into Mythic Legion's customs that you wouldn't expect. I think that this is going to be just kid in the candy store type experience once I get those in hand. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a wild ride. And uh, I am definitely climbing on the bus for this one. But I'm but I'm I'm scared too. I am legit. I'm legit scared of where I'm going to. That's play my it. biggest fear um, too. Yeah, I just I I don't know how I'm going to display. It. I I will say though, this is an opportunity. You know, and as we get closer to the Cosmic Legions reveal and the launch, we're going to hear this time and time again. But all of those Legions fans, all those Mythic fans that sit here and say like. I wish I would have got in on the ground floor. I wish I would have been part of that initial Kickstarter. You know, I'm, I'm playing catch up. This is your opportunity. It's an opportunity you haven't had in six years. This is an opportunity to get in on the ground floor of a new Legions series and really be there from the very beginning. So you can be like you and I are, where we have those 1.0 figures because we've been in since the start. This is an opportunity for everybody else to experience that as well with Cosmic Legions. Sure is. Sure is. I'm so excited to see what some of this stuff looks like. Man. All right, Jeremy. A lot of stuff happening. Like I said, Stephen, all, all absolutely incredible stuff. It's a fun time. Um, it is. is there anything else we missed we need to talk about? I think we covered everything. I think we had a nice uh, nice conversation here for episode 20, 27. <laughs> I'll let you tell me when I post it if it's right or not. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, this was great. And, and like I said, thank you for you know your support of, of Legions Con as well. As we said earlier, you guys are all going to be there. Um, you mentioned your partnership with Emil. Emil's actually flying in from Sweden to hang out with you guys and to travel down with you. Um, that's going to be amazing. You know, we still need to figure out exactly outside of, you know, I know you're going to have a table and you're going to have some painted heads and some stuff promoting Legion's cast and promoting my wife is going to kill me and so forth. Um, but in addition to that, you know, like we did last year where we ended legions con with a broadcast we, we've got to think about some broadcasting type stuff we've got a we can't have all of us out there live and not not record some stuff not do some things so no and i think that the, you know we're, we're driving which is good because that means it's uh easier to haul some equipment and uh we can hopefully if we get some power and some microphones we can we can make something happen so that's I can ask you this. When do you know when you're coming in? Yeah, we're traveling on. Uh, we're traveling on Thursday. And we will be there on Thursday, so we'll be right, we'll cool. be at our hotel Thursday night and ready to go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and going home Monday. Yeah, I'm I'm traveling in Wednesday and then going home Monday morning as well, and we're all in the same hotel. Yeah. Yeah. You're all in the same hotel. Doors open. Uh, which I hope, I hope to God it is okay. Did I ever tell you the story about last year when I recommended the hotel and it turned into like 
be the worst hotel ever. Uh, I think I did hear something. What was bad about the hotel? It, it, you know, it wasn't the, it wasn't like people were murdered in it, or at least not that I know of. It was just I had stayed there when I went to intern for a day. I had stayed there, and it was it was a fine hotel. You know, I mean, it was nothing super special, but I'm not a fancy guy. It was it was like a Ramada or whatever. Um, they actually had a pretty decent spread for the free breakfast. Yeah. I'm I'm one of those guys. I love saving a few sure. bucks eating that. But it, but it was a, it was one of the good ones. It had some eggs and some sausage. Oh. Had one of those little those little flippy waffle makers. Those are the best. It was. It, it, you gotta you know make what? a waffle was, even if you're hungry. Make it, throw it away. It, it was good. It was good. I made it and ate it. It was good. So, I plan to stay there again for Legion's Con. And I recommended that hotel to both Nikki and to uh, Steven Sykes. And they both took me on my recommendation and stayed there. And when we got there, it was under new ownership and it was clearly going through some renovations because it was so tired and run down and dirty. Like there were massive cobwebs in the corners of my bedroom. Like they had not cleaned those cobwebs in probably since the last time I had stayed there a year previously. Um, The continental breakfast was like, they literally had, you know, they have those, those like containers where they usually put the bread and the donuts and all that stuff. There was like four slices of bread and like three mini donuts in there. (laughs) I think there was, there was like one banana. Oh my gosh. The, the waffle maker wasn't working. And when I say one banana, I don't mean, I mean, they had one banana. Like there was nothing else, but a few slices of bread, the donuts uh. and a banana. So I felt horrible because all I'm thinking is, oh my God, what must Nikki and Steve think about me? They must think that I like have no sense of taste. The fact that I recommended this. So I had to tell them guys, it wasn't like this when I stayed last time. So let's, amplified that possibility i recommended this hotel that i just stayed at and it was fine i said hey it's not the greatest hotel i've ever stayed at but it was clean it was close it was a fine hotel um i recommended that and it kind of has become almost the de facto legions con hotel where lots of people are staying there so i am secretly terrified not secretly because i'm saying it uh, i am terrified that you guys are all going to show up and it's going to be like such a flea bag hotel. And you're just going to be like, Jeremy, what is wrong with you? Uh, well, I'll tell you what, as long as we're together, it's going to be fun anyways. It is. I am. I'm absolutely looking forward to that. So we will, we will figure out some stuff. We'll figure out uh, how to, how to record some stuff because we can't we can't get away from that weekend. We can't let that opportunity slide without us doing Drunken it. Drunken Legions cast. It sounds like a plan. <laughs> it sounds like a plan. All right, everybody. We're going to wrap this episode up. Uh, thanks for coming on and hanging out with me, Jeremy, for, for uh, a good Thursday night. Um, yeah. We're going to we'll get back to you as soon as we can with another episode of uh, another chapter of Legions cast. And, uh, hell, if we don't get one out, maybe we'll just see you at Legion's Con. <laughs>